Shalala National School celebrates 200th birthday. Article by Elizabeth Lee. This year, the youngsters, teachers and parents of Shalala No. 1 National School should be looking forward to a great big party to celebrate the school's 200th birthday. But this being 2021 and the world still restricted by COVID-19, they'll take their little pops of celebration as and when they can. Everything has been postponed, so we'll have little celebrations throughout the year. We'll do what we can, but we'll definitely have cake at some stage, smiled school principal Sonia Burgess. There's joy to be found in the little things, just like the beautiful commemorative coasters created by one of the senior pupils, Libby Collins, that are on sale in the school, or the photography competition that invited entries from children and adults alike. The winning photos have been selected and they're now being compiled into an 18-month calendar with July 2021 being the first month featured. It's quite lucky that there's no exact date as to when the school opened back in 1821 because it means that Sonia and the Board of Management can pick the best times to organise events according to the scale of the lockdowns. Every year brings its own challenges and the past year has certainly highlighted this for everyone. When you work and learn in a building which has overseen 200 years of education, you're strengthened by the knowledge that we can overcome, said Sonia. It was the foresight of a local gentleman, Lord Fitzwilliam of the nearby Kulatan estate, that brought about the creation of a purpose-built school in Shillelagh two centuries ago, replacing smaller voluntary schools in the area. Early reports showed 100 male pupils and 76 female pupils on the roll. Back then, it would have been a community ravaged by typhus, resulting in much loss of life. Shalala No. 1 National School remains under Church of Ireland patronage to this day, with Canon Brian O'Rourke as chairperson of the Board of Management. Now the small but beautifully formed school has 27 pupils, with Sonia and Ruth Dean as mainstream teachers, complemented by Ruth Hanbidge as a special education teacher. The trio of educators always aim for the best outcome for their pupils and have no doubt been tested themselves over the past 14 months. The school's administration is in the capable hands of Secretary Sandra Masterson, while school cleaner Tracy Kearney has been a vital cog in getting children back to school this year after periods of distance learning. It's a small, tight school community that tends to linger in the pupils' and teachers' minds long after they've moved on in their lives. It's a special place where childhood memories are made and where past teachers often return to visit, including former principal Irene Tyner, who recently celebrated her 90th birthday, and Nuala Beatty, who still pops back to sub occasionally. It's the strength and support of the community that has bolstered Sonia and her crew through the most difficult year in their teaching careers. Sonia cannot speak highly enough about the support of the boards of management past and present, the parent body and the local community especially during the past year. As a small school we are ever grateful for the support and goodwill shown by the surrounding community, enabling us to preserve, upkeep and update the building and participate in community life in the village. The school ethos endeavours to allow the children to hone their skills and personalities so that they can contribute positively and fully to society, explains Sonia. Overlooking the village, our school has witnessed a wide variety of happenings in its 200 years. 
I think that helps to keep us grounded as we move forward in a time of great and positive changes in education in the 21st century, she concluded. In conjunction with the 200th anniversary, the school has launched a website where you can keep up with dates and activities. Godfrey's Gospel According to Michael Godfrey Vaccine Day gave everyone a boost. I was one of 400 people who received the AstraZeneca vaccine at the Carlow Institute of Technology Vaccination Centre on Saturday last. I received a text message earlier in the week to attend at 14.25 for my first dose, and to tell the truth, I was delighted. I had begun to wonder if the system was working. After all, we'd been told we would receive notification three to seven days after registering online. It took 10 days for my appointment to be confirmed, but what matter? I was getting the first jab and that suited me fine. At times over the past year I had felt vulnerable, but what worried me more was the sense of guilt I would feel if I brought the virus into the house. Unlike many people, I have been out and about over the past 14 months, and while I wore gloves, sanitised my hands multiple times a day, in fact every time I got in and out of the car, and always wore a face mask, I consider myself one of the lucky ones not to have picked up the virus somewhere during that time. Those of you who know me also know that I'm not of slight build. In fact, I am the opposite. All reports suggest that those of us carrying an extra stone or two are more vulnerable. So the thoughts of me having to go on a ventilator, God forbid I was hospitalised, was concerning to say the least. I was in the pharmacy the other day and overheard a woman talk about her father who had spent over 50 days on a ventilator and was only beginning to come around. While I applaud everyone involved in the care of that gentleman, I didn't want to become such a patient. Back to Saturday last. As I said, my appointment was for 2.25pm and the advice was to come five minutes early. I arrived with nine minutes to spare and immediately was directed to a place in the queue. What struck me was the silence among all of us about to be vaccinated. I don't know if that was out of a sense of dread that we were going to grow horns after we got vaccinated, or a sense of relief that after all the talk, now was our time. I'm going with the now is our time theory, but I have also to compliment everyone working at the vaccination centre. Talk about pleasant, they were smiling all the way and ensured the queue was kept moving at all times. No delays and no ambiguity. My vaccinator confirmed my details, which I had just given to an administrator a few minutes earlier, explained a few things about the vaccine and asked if she had permission to administer the dose. Work away was my immediate response and seconds later, that was it. I felt absolutely nothing and although the vaccinator advised me to take a couple of paracetamol immediately afterwards and later that night, which I did, just in case I had some reaction, I was none the worse for wear. The time was 2.27pm, two minutes from my allotted time, so no complaints on that front. I'm not out of the woods yet, remember this is only the first of two doses, but in three weeks the vaccine begins to kick in and 12 weeks from now I'll get my booster shot. We have heard a lot about light at the end of the tunnel, and in truth, as this lockdown dragged on and on, we all wondered if that would ever be the case. I can tell you, the smiles on the faces of everyone leaving the vaccination centre on Saturday 
proved they finally believed that day had arrived. <laughs>